Hey everyone. Welcome to Halfway Saints. I'm Daniel. Oh, and I'm Holly. <laughs> Every time. It's okay. It's fine. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I mean, we can introduce the podcast in ourselves. That's okay. Usually we say Whatever. us than the podcast. But this is episode 10. Episode 10. The big one oh. We can now do top 10 lists of our episodes. Yeah, you're listening to number 10. Well, we might rank them differently. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst so far. No, guys, no. No, it's, not. it's the best. It's not. Don't worry. This is actually a topic we've been wanting to do for a while, so we, uh-huh. hope, it, we hope it goes well. Yes. But first, um, we have been enjoying the springtime a it, lot lately. It, it is spring, finally. Finally. And it is beautiful. It's like last weekend was the first nice weekend mm-hmm. where you can go outside. And so we've been going on a ton of walks. Mm-hmm. Jack and I went on so many walks this week. Yeah. We went on two in one day. That's too many. No, we need it's to not. slow it down. No, great. We need to slow it down. And um, we got to go to two different parks because we have all these parks we around have, us. We have a good. Uh, we have like park, five parks park within density. like a mile of our house. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, but so like down the street from us, when uh, Daniel and I go on and Jack uh, go on walks, there's like this one corner of two. We like okay. to make up characters and stories okay. for houses and places in our neighborhood. You didn't have to say that. Well, and it explains it. Go anyway, on. there's this house on the corner of, like, these two roads, and um, the house has, like, this really interesting roof, like a, on the set, the whole, like, second f- floor is, like, a roof, and it kind of, like, slants down into this, like, curve, so it kind of looks like a ramp, and so Daniel and I will be, like, standing at the corner, and he'll be, like, acting like these uh, middle school kids, and they're like, ugh! Where's Brock? He's always late. Ah, oh, he's the worst. And then you hear from far away on top of the house with the funny roof, it says, Sup, buttheads? And he clicks his skateboard and ramps down the, the roof and says, No, then he says, Sup, buttheads. Yeah, anyway, he, he lands. Him, he lands and he's like, Shh, Super cool. And he, his name is Brock and he's just the jerk who's always late. And he's just like such a perfect, awesome middle school skateboard boy. Who's fictional. We made Obviously, them all up. <laughs> yes. But it's really fun. We call it Brock's house. It's Brock's house. Yeah. Do you want to walk to Brock's house? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no one is around laughing with me, so Daniel doesn't think it's that funny, but it is really, really it is. funny. Yeah, I'm, you, <sighs> you certainly think it is. It makes me laugh out loud. I'm good. And we have a lot of different characters that show up in different parts of our lives that... You know, bring me so much joy. Oh, good. Because they're, they're just so funny. They should, we should make a TV show. Maybe. Let's work on the podcast first. Yeah, I guess that's enough. I guess. I guess. Um, but like Daniel said, that had nothing to do with our topic. <laughs> it just was a fun anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's a huge anecdote. <laughs> anecdote. We were talking about spring and walking, so it's... Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. With our baby, because we are a family. family. From a marriage. There you go. Yes. Tying it in. Uh, so one of my favorite things to talk about is marriage. It always has been. I've been always, I've said it in the past uh, podcast that I've always been so interested in relationships between like man and woman, because there's just a lot there. Um, and I also mentioned in a couple podcast that like uh daniel and i are both um i'm a convert and daniel is a revert so i came from 
a Lutheran upbringing to evangelical, like in college, and then uh, converted to Catholicism formally my senior year of college after like a three-ish year journey with the church. Um, and Daniel, when he was uh, fresh out of college, uh, went through RCIA to be officially confirmed within the mm. church, uh, but had gone through a reversion in college and was like much more active in his faith than he was in high school. Anyway, um, we were talking a couple months ago with our friend Erin, and she was interviewing us for her book, which TBD, we'll like talk about that later, but um, she was interviewing us because her book's all about stories, and so she wanted to just hear our story, and as we were talking about with like our entire conversion process and um, why we love the church and everything, we kind of realized that like our entire conversion story was... Uh, solidified in our marriage so like we both went through like big transitions before our marriage and right before like we both were either like I was confirmed or received on Easter and Daniel was confirmed like a couple weeks later right yeah yeah um and then we were married that summer Mm -hmm. so it was like really close to our marriage or wedding but it wasn't until we were like really married that we like fully understood marriage and uh fully understood like our faith yeah and it was like a big point like another big point of conversion for us and yeah point of continued conversion and that was sort of the step in retrospect we realized where we both really want like wanted to get serious about our faith and mm-hmm. um you know really pour ourselves into it and make that the center of our lives right and we always had like a mission with our marriage and i was very interested in relationship as ministry but I didn't fully understand, like, how that could happen or what that would look like until we were married and we were within the church. And um, there's just a lot of beauty there. And you don't really understand it until you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about marriage is that, like, we understood more about the church through being married. married. And it was because we were, like, really digging deep into, like, what is marriage? What are we? What are we doing? And through, like, the things that we discovered, uh, everything within marriage is, like, uh, a mirror of who God is and who God loves. Yeah, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but one of, like, my favorite things about the church is how if you dive deeply into any point, you end up connected to all these other points. So, like, through marriage, we, like, learn more about the Eucharist and learn more about... um, holy orders and that vocation and um like penance and just all these things are just so interconnected that like if you pour yourself into one you touch upon all these other aspects as well yeah i mean you like can't even help it right and i always thought it was really cool that like the more that we dug into marriage the more we understood his church because god's church um because god's church is his bridegroom mm-hmm. or is his bride his he bride. is the bridegroom right the church is his bride yeah and so like God uses the the language of marriage intentionally because marriage is a reflection of his love for us. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that, there's there's just a lot of goodness to see Yeah, and to be brought out of it. Yeah, and I think um, how I was talking about the metaphor of marriage, something I like have recently relearned and continue to relearn is I find myself with metaphors of, you know, God being our father and us being children of God and the church being the bride of Christ, I kind of think of the metaphors as working 
the other ways they should like oh god is like our father so like these earthly fathers that's what god's like or like oh god in the church the relationship is like a marriage and it's telling like here's this thing we know here's how you learn about god but in reality it's switched like our model of fatherhood is god because he is the father and so all fathers should reflect him and his love and the marriage between Christ and his church is the marriage and all other marriages reflect that. So does that make sense? I, it, it goes the other way. Right. We're not saying here's the thing we have and here's what God is like through this. It's here's yeah. this thing and God um, allows us to enter into it in this earthly yeah. aspect. I'm of so it. glad that you differentiated that because it makes so much more sense in the way that I view it and mm-hmm. we view it. In the church, you said. <laughs> yeah, we, we all view it. We're all looking at it. <laughs> but that's the the way that it is. Right. Because God. Yeah. Right. I've heard. I forget. It was a while ago. Like I'm not sure if I was even really um, active in my faith at this point. But I heard someone talk about Christianity. I don't know if it's Christianity or Catholicism, in, in uh, specifically, but they talked about Catholicism being a um, top down faith rather than a bottom-up faith Mm -hmm. so like it's not like um the pagan greek religions where it's sort of like people come up with these stories or like people try to understand what the gods are doing like you go to your seer or your um where there's the oracle and understand what the gods are doing with christianity you have god directing it all and god giving himself to the people and right. through divine revelation, the people learn from God. So the arrow is going like down and then sort of back up rather than like. Well, because he's a known up. God, like we're in relationship with him so we can understand him. Right. Through knowing him. It's not like this guessing game. Right. Like, but all of the um, sort of like models and ideals come from God and are yes. reflected on society. We are yeah. not reflecting our views on him. Right. I'm doing a lot of arm gestures <laughs> there over <are>. here. <laughs> Arrow, a lot of up and down, down. arrows yep. and up arrows. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's so beautiful about marriage is it allows us to participate in this relational aspect of God mm-hmm. in like a very personal, intimate, physical, visceral way. Like that, this relationship you have tells you something about how God loves us. Exactly. And one thing that I've learned since becoming Catholic is just how much St. Paul uses that conversation or that language of participation and that you are participating in Christ, in your suffering, in your love, in your everything, because he is everything. And so I love that aspect of the church that there's just such a like participatory mm-hmm. conversation that's going on. It's, it's just enrich- enriching. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we were married, we were engaged and uh, we went to a, uh, Like, so Daniel was up in Philadelphia. I was in Savannah. And the priest who was marrying us at the church in North Carolina was based in Atlanta. Right. So So marriage prep was not... (laughs) (laughs) We're not going, like, pre-Cana every Sunday or anything. It was like, we're going to have to do this in a different way. And so we went to an engaged encounters... Weekend. uh, Weekend retreat. Um, And so it was, like, all in this hotel. And it was very funny. Yeah. But it was a great. It was. Experience. We loved it. First of all, because it was at like a W hotel, it's and it was in the dice, and it was in the diocese of Arlington. So mm-hmm. we met in the middle between Philadelphia, Philadelphia yeah. and Savannah, which I guess is Arlington. <laughs> um, but I think just the time worked out. Yeah. But it was a great hotel, and if you want to make me happy, uh-huh. just give me like 
uh, constant supply of coffee already made. They had like Starbucks coffee in the little urns and it was... So, All we could ask for. Yeah. It was so good. Sometimes at work, I get to work in another one of our offices that's in like a conference center. And so they have coffee all the time. It, those are the best days of work. Daniel tells me the only, like, the only thing I have to ever do to make him so happy is to have coffee made and breakfast on the table when he gets done. That's tr- that makes me sound very like <laughs> chauvinistic. <laughs> if I don't have my bacon and eggs and my coffee, fair not even, just don't even wake up. Well, most of the time I don't do it. Yeah. So it's no, shows I've, that I've you're learned not. to live with it. No, but he's a he's a simple, <coughs> simple man who loves coffee mm-hmm. and breakfast and breakfast, mm-hmm. but coffee more obviously. Anyway, so that was sorry. So if your engaged encounter has coffee, you're all set. <laughs> you're all set in my book. But um, at engaged encounter, we got to hear from like two or three different couples. Um, it was two two, two main couples yeah. that spoke throughout the weekend. We got to hear for the first time like a firsthand experience um, of someone who used in a natural family planning. Mm-hmm. And they didn't touch on it a lot at that way. No. They just kind of mentioned it. They mentioned it kind of towards the end, and they, like, had brochures in a CD. CD. Yes. Contraception. Why, Why not? not? <laughs> um, I listened to the whole thing and loved it. But um, we knew after that, like, we did a lot of, like, discussions before and after the talks, and, like, because the whole, like, really good communications weekend where mm-hmm. we, like, had, like, a crash course in each other. And we kind of understood... Like, I don't think we knew the acronym NFP was for, like, no. naturally family, natural family planning. And we'd kind of heard, like, the church doesn't approve of contraception. Like, we'd heard that, but we really, I think we kind of just, like, glossed over it. Yeah. And, like, I had thought about it a little bit a year before, or, like, during my year before, I'm not sure, um, where one of my, like, roommates in college was talking to me and she was like, I don't think that I'm okay with birth control. And I remember saying, wow, you're more Catholic than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I had not really formulated any kind of, like, thought about it. And then after that, I went to talk to one of my, like, close friends who was kind of like a mentor and was like, so what do you think about birth control? And um, she actually told me that, which, like, I, like, kind of took this and ran with it. She said that, well, we have, like, if you get really, really sick, we have medicine to fix that. So you're not, like, in, intruding in God's plan. Like, if you get sick, then you're going to use medicine to get out of it. So it's not really anything different just to use, like, contraception, like a pill. Um, and so I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. So that's, I kind of just going to, like, take that and not dive too much deeper into it because I don't want to think anything harder about it. But, um... I'm realizing now that that just, it's hard because that, it just speaks a lot to the culture of, like, this understanding that children are, uh, like a a sickness. Yeah, or a sickness. Or, or like, some kind of of burden or, like, a a inconvenience to be done away with, like a disease or like cancer um, or something like that. Um, So it's hard, but that's, that's just the way that I was thinking. So up until then, that's all really the thought that I had had on the subject and then we heard about this and I was and there um the couple who was talking about natural family planning actually was uh they were really not cool but they were very like casual about it and they're like this they is were, really great they were the young couple so they had like an older couple who had been uh-huh. married like 40 years or something then they had like a younger <laughs> couple who had been married like 10 15 years so they were the cool young yeah people. but I remember these no I'm not gonna say that um, <laughs> Things get a little awkward at engaged yeah. encounters, but in a, in a good way. It's just sort of when you're, 
you know, I mean, 20, there are things you have to talk 22 about. Twenty-two years old, you yeah. know. It's just the way it's that true. it is. It is. You know? kept it real. Yeah. Over in Arlington. But it was the first time that I'd ever heard about it, and especially the first time I'd ever heard about um, it in a positive sense, mm-hmm. in natural family planning as like a way to enrich a marriage more than just like a a woman's way of like figuring out her body and mm. like that being like a cool natural thing. It was more like, Oh no, this speaks to our marriage and breathes like a lot of goodness into it. Um, so we like, we knew about it and we were like, okay, we definitely want to do that. That's great. We're on board, but we're going to do it later. <laughs> we're not going to do it I feel it like right that's away. like all like anyone's story, like their relationship with Christ. It's a lot of like, yeah, yeah I got it, but later. Kind of like St. Augustine, <clears throat> you know, the oft quoted like, Lord make me chase, but not yet. But not yet. Which is actually, he's saying that in, on reflection and the quote mm-hmm. is actually, I was saying, Lord, make me chase, but not yet. So he didn't say that in the moment. It was like on later reflection. Okay, now anyway, that everyone's clear. Now, yeah, now that we're all clear, <laughs> no one will ever make that mistake again. But, um, yeah, we were like just pretty nervous about the whole thing. Yeah, and it's like, I think if you're just being immersed in a culture that's kind of like, this is the way you do it. If right. you don't do it this way, if you don't you're use contraception, weird. you're weird, you're reckless, you're irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was scary. Because there's also like definitely a picture that you want to like be like, okay, we're going to enter into Christian marriage and like, we're going to be really great. And we're going to have like four years where we're like really going to work on each other. And we're going to get ourselves like really great. And we're going to go rock climbing. And we're going to go to go Europe. To Colorado. Definitely Colorado. Um, Got our Patagonias ready. <laughs> and then later, once we're like more settled, we're going to have these kids and they're going to be beautiful and perfect. And we're going to be like ready for them then. There was just like, that's just what you did. Mm. It's just like very much of a formula that we wanted to like enter into. Um, and so, unfortunately, confession the first six months of our marriage uh we were using contraception um even though like it was just like the fact of the matter is we were just scared yeah we were like okay we know we want to do that but do we really want to be like that must it must not work is the thing too like that we were thinking that Mm -hmm. we must we must get pregnant like right away and it's a big commitment and so we just kind of kept putting it off but um yeah which is actually in retrospect like not, that not true. We should have had that, gone through that before we even got married. Yeah. Like, and I remember, like, um, <coughs> we're just gonna, Sorry. we're being really vulnerable with you guys right now. So I hope that you are okay with it. But I was on the Nuvering. I'll just say that. And I remember that I was not comfortable enough to look into the facts about the Nuvering. Like I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna put this in my body and it's gonna work and that's it. And I'm not. I don't want to. F- I don't want to learn about the abortifacient qualities of it. I don't want to learn about what it's doing to my body. I definitely don't want to learn about the side effects, because I just don't want to know. Because I knew that if I dig di- did dive deep into that, I wasn't going to want to do it anymore, and I wasn't ready to make that decision. Um, but fortunately, through the grace of God, um, January came. That's pretty much when we did it, and uh. We decided, hey, this is not okay. We need to stop doing this. Um, and we need to just try this NFP thing, yeah. natural family planning. And just kind of just, if you think like struggling with sin is hard as an individual, 
Oh, you have it's way easier to deflect as a couple, like because you can easily say, and I don't, I can't say this is consciously what I thought, but it's sort of like you can blame it or not blame mm-hmm. it, but just say like, oh well, this is what my wife wants or oh, this is what my husband wants, mm. and you can't. It's just so much easier than you know thinking about it for yourself. Self, yeah. yeah, you kind of have that team mentality, like, and you can even sort of in your mind kind of compartmentalize blame yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, but so like it was January, I remember the year that we were after we got married and we said that we couldn't, we couldn't use the new ring anymore. So we needed to just do this natural fitting planning thing. So we actually, uh, went to the library and got ourselves a natural the, fitting yeah, planning book. Being the economic person I am, <laughs> I was like, we don't need to like take classes. I'll go just go get a book from the library. We we'll got it. it. We'll read it cover to cover. Browse it. Oh, I was just going to skim it. <laughs> Because, you know, it's like, you you know what you need to know in like the first few chapters and the rest are sure, like filler. Sure, yeah. No, and it was maybe like circa 1985. It, was, it was, wasn't a recent edition. No. Um, so after like two weeks of reading that, I was like, I don't think I can handle this. Yeah, and I, that one was for the Billings ovulation method. It was? I thought it was symptothermal. Oh, it may have been symptothermal. It was the one where you're like, there's temperature taking and yeah. other stuff. It's, it's a more complicated version of it than there. For our lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. Because there are a lot of different methods of natural affinity planning. Mm-hmm. But for us, I really wanted like the simplest that I could find. And so went on the um, Archdiocese website. Holly looked like a cat. <laughs> she was like, I think she's trying to like mind was, typing, but she, yeah, was just, was a she was just swiping at the air like a cat. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> And I went on the Archdiocese website and I found like their recommended counselors and I got in touch with a real natural family planning counselor and we met one on one. First meeting was free, I remember, which was, you know, we're economical people. We are. (laughs) We'll take the free meeting. We're on board. Uh, And so we met and talked it through and she showed us just how great the Creighton model Mm -hmm. of natural family planning is because all it is that you got to check one thing I won't say what because it's we're on a podcast. Um, the weather you have to check the weather. <laughs> uh, you only have to check one thing. It's much easier, and you just chart it at the end of the day. Um, but what I remember that first meeting, that like it blew my mind that there are certain times in my cycle. We're talking about this is this is just funny. This is yeah, like for I'm sure. It's normal people for- are being awkward. It's normal for us, just like it's normal for us to like bring a bag of frozen breast milk wherever we go. Yeah, <laughs> it's you just, know, it's just the way that it is. This is life. For the baby, <laughs> yes. the breast milk's for the baby. I don't think you had to clarify that. I don't know. I'm okay. Just- <laughs> anyway, there are times during a woman's cycle where they definitely cannot get pregnant, and then there there's a very very small window where mm-hmm. you can get pregnant. If God graces you with that, you know, blesses you. Um, but that, like, there, like, it, you cannot get pregnant during parts of Physi- your... Physi- physiologically. Yes. It's highly unlikely you would get pregnant at mm-hmm. certain parts of your cycle if you're tracking that correctly. Right, if you're tracking it correctly. But, like, your body is built to make, like, she was showing us, like, these charts and things. But you create this atmosphere you as in all of the women who are listening, that um, it's like a, sp- a spider web. Kind of like... I heard she said like swim lanes and then like closed... 
gates. I remember yeah. the swim lanes. Yeah. So the swim line, l- lanes are only, like, during a very small... I don't small... think we need to get Yeah. There. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. There's... There are windows of when you can get pregnant, and then there are windows of when you definitely can't. And the majority of the time is you definitely can't. And so all of those little details that we did not need to get into, but we did, um, were to say that my understanding when I was on birth or was on contraception and through my entire life was that, like, I'm fertile all the time. I had no idea of when I ovulated. I had no idea of what my body was doing. And so, like, I, I went to a woman doctor, and I never learned this for a long time. And it just blew my mind that this, this is the natural way that my body works. And my God made our bodies so that we could be together and not, like, he doesn't want us to always have children all the time. Like, he created us to have, like, a natural mm-hmm. spacing. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't think I'm verbalizing myself right Well, no, and, yeah, you're not... You do have cycles, and you are you're not fertile all the time, and there is sort of a natural rhythm to it. Even with like after having a child, you don't ovulate again for some for a period of time. Yeah. So it's yeah, there is sort of a naturally built in um, rhythm of yeah. Because a, a lot of people ask like after we say that we don't use contraception, like um, that like what if I'm not ready for a baby, or like what if like um. I don't know where I'm going, but the the fact of the matter is that like you just can't you're not preg- you can't get pregnant all the time. Well, then also I think um, something that really changed within us after starting to use NFP is we were a lot more open to having a baby. Yes, and and even though it is unlikely, you know, at certain times you get pregnant, it's always you you reattach that aspect of it. Right. That child, like this act, um, is designed to create a new life. Right. And that's with you always. when. We... Yeah. And, like, a verse that is said at every we- Catholic wedding that let no man separate. I don't know if it's at everyone. What? But let no man separate what God has joined together. After, yeah, after the, the two, after you're married, the priest says, um, what God has joined, no, let no man put asunder, let no man separate. Separate, yeah. Like so I always thought that, like, meant, like, no divorce kind of thing. But, like, God has joined together the marital act with a bearing children. Right. So, like, you can't separate those two things. Right. And the part, one of the vows you take at a Catholic wedding is, do you lovingly accept God, mm-hmm. or will you lovingly accept God from children? So that's there from the very children beginning. Children from God. Did I say God from children? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe they won't ask you that one, but they will ask, uh, will you lovingly accept children, children from, from God? God. Um. And yeah, like what you were saying, like just the fact that every single day, one, with this pro- with this method, I know every single day if I'm fertile or infertile, which is like awesome that I can just know that about my body. Plus, um, every single day we evaluate like, okay, we could have a baby or we could not have a baby. What does that mean for us? You know, and so every mm-hmm. single day we're, we are called to discern whether or not God is calling us to have another baby or to not right and that's um and we're not you can use wait before, what i was I holly, made, holly she raised her hand she has a I question did. i hadn't made my full point okay sorry so every day because we were um we're discerning that the more the more that we like think about like hey this is connected to children the more attractive children become mm-hmm. because you're just thinking about how this is 
how this loving embrace is uh, like pointed toward children and right. how beautiful that is mm-hmm. because we get to part- participate participate again the word um, in creation in the creation of a new life yeah and that yeah. was one of the like big things when we were having a baby that I really loved is like through allowing God's love to flow th- freely through us into one another through our marriage new life is created and that's just the history that's salvation history mm-hmm. God loving into existence humankind and right. loving them into their redemption and we as human people are God uses us to create new life like he bananas. brings us in like let me love you I will create new life within you and it's just crazy it's awesome and so the more you think like oh this is a possibility it's like oh I want this to be a possibility so a lot like it's hard because a lot of people see families who practice natural family planning with like five six kids and they're like wow that method does not work (laughs) where no that's not true it definitely does work and sometimes like better than other method or contraception um but the fact is that your your lifestyle is different because you're just constantly seeing or like thinking about hey children are great and they're a possibility from this yeah and one point I wanted to make earlier is that this um, NFP can be used incorrectly. Um, like you yes. need to have a grave reason for putting off having children, whether it's like a medical necessity or just really tough economic situations or social situations if there's a war going on. So you can't, it's not, um, this isn't just a better way to contracept. Right. There's still, right. you still need to get rid of that contraceptive mentality of like, I'm doing this so I don't have children. Right. It's a, um, a permissible way that works with your natural body cycles to avoid achieving pregnancy when there's a good reason right. not to. Right. And it's, it's a constant, um, and like Holly said, you, you're constantly thinking about, are we going to try to have another child or not? And I think, as you know, a Christian married couple, you need to um, constantly reevaluate responsible parenthood. Mm-hmm. I think that was the. T- I think it's in um, Humana Vitae. That's the word that's used. And mm-hmm. Pope Francis recently talked about discerning responsible parenthood and what you know. What that looks like. What that looks like. Yeah, because I mean, also, like I need such. Oh, oh my gosh, I cannot get my words out. <laughs> But say, like, a good reason for you to try to wait to have a baby would be, like, if you and I are, like, in a really bad place Mm. or, like, we, like, really got to work on communication with each other or something, then, like, we got to fix that before we can definitely have a baby. And, and again, I think the church is, like, you need a grave reason. And, again, that's up to personal discernment, Mm -hmm. which I think always trips people off. Whenever we, like, have to actually put thought and think about something, we're kind of, like, just tell us yes or no. Right. <laughs> we just want to know. But, um, and that's different for different people. So it is. it's, yeah. you can't make like a general rule. Um, no. But I just wanted to point that out that you can use natural family planning in a contraceptive to way. To avoid. Right. Yes. That's the. Um, so that's, it's not just a substitute for birth control. Most definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Or because there's just, like, it's, it almost may seem uh, like slight, but the, just the culture of it. And the language of uh, natural family planning, it's working with your body, mm-hmm. not working against your body. It's opening you up to children. Like, some people could be using contraception and be believe that they're open to life and open to children because they go off it often. 
to like, right. you know, but there's still your, there's still certain times where you're saying absolutely not. Mm. And you're saying, I'm going to control my body to do what I want it to do right. versus, um, we are working with my body. Mm. This is something that God created within me that I'm going to, uh, what is the word I want to use? I don't know. Exercise or this happens every podcast. There's like one word I can't get out, <laughs> but there, uh, I can expertly know my body right. to like use it correctly. Yeah, and so utilize it. Utilize, yeah, yeah. maybe I don't know, but um, but uh, yeah. Again, we're not super experts on this, so if you're, if, you know, if there's more you want to learn about it, do your own research, look it up, actually read primary sources don't rely on secondhand information definitely uh, don't go anywhere in the media for any kind of information on yeah this. um but yeah find Mainstream a good catholic media. source um um but again this is kind of getting into small details yeah we don't mean to um but just as on having experienced both side of it using nfp you do it fosters um a an openness to life and a closer intimacy for us as a mm-hmm. couple. And I think that's both um, through using NFP and just and allowing your marriage to be what it should be. Because when, the second that you start looking at someone, instead of like, you are my husband and... Hmm, I don't know how to phrase this right. The second that we, I started looking at you, like, I want you to be the father of my children mm-hmm. versus just like, you are my husband that I'm going to love forever. Mm-hmm. It was a that was a huge shift to be like I want you to be a dad with mm-hmm. me. That is that is much more of an eternal bond for us to share versus just I'm going to love you forever. Mm-hmm. I still will love you forever. Thank you. Thank you. But seeing you as the father of my child, that's a what? I, I what's that Savage Garden song? No. I will stand by you forever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put that on a mix CD for I you. I think you did. Oh you no. You can take. My breath away. That would be that's no. You changed. It's what? not Savage Garden. It's what Enrique it? Iglesias. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that the whole song? Yeah. It, it's okay. Good. Even better. Even better. Anyway, the reason we're talking oh about gosh, this so much so is sorry. that through um, having a baby, it really helped us understand our marriage even more. Like, yeah. we kind of knew what it was about, but... But the whole reason that we're saying that is because we understood our marriage more, and so it right. made us understand God more. Yes. Because by inter- being participation... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> by participating in all of these things, we are participating in what God is. Mm-hmm. Like, God created marriage to be... Uh, open to life and communicative because it um reflects his creation right it reflects his love for us it reflects the way that he can just love things into being mm-hmm. and that he is fruitful and giving and always abundantly giving right and so whenever we looked into our marriage yeah i meant to say that before when we were talking about like when we decided to change from uh contrac- contraception to natural family planning that we were like looking at our marriage and we we're like this isn't fully reflecting god Mm-hmm. And God isn't fully reflected in this, the up-down thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through all of this, we have been able, just beca- just like only by like acting in it, 
we are able to be exposed to God in such a bigger way. Yeah, and something else that we heard for the first time in Engaged Encounter that's really stuck with me, I don't know if it's stuck with you, is this is the first time I heard marriage spoken of as a vocation yeah. and as your calling from God. And mm-hmm. they, um, one of the couples there said, like, you priests bear, like, a physical sign of their sacrament. Like, they wear different clothing that you could tell that's a priest. Married couples don't always show a physical sign of that sacrament. I think, I mean, they do through their children and their... Mm-hmm they can be a witness to the their community but um that really stuck with me and that this is my vocation this is what god has called me to do and through participating in this fully i am acting in accord with god's will and i'm you know on my shaky path to all this <laughs> yeah because that's another thing too we've mentioned it before but like marriage and our relationship and becoming parents like it just um and through being forcing ourselves to be open to what God is doing within us through natural family planning, we are just constantly like purging ourselves of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, just like getting rid of all of the excess and getting rid of all our, our own desires and saying like, "No, this is for God." Mm-hmm. And God, what do you like? How do you want to be in this? Yeah. And opening ourselves up to that has sh- led us closer to sanctification yeah and I think marriage is designed to the best way I've heard marriage described I don't know if I mentioned this before is as purgatory yeah and like and it sounds kind of funny but like in a real way like when you become married to someone you you have to let go of, of yourself in order to give yourself fully to them and that only enhances when you have children um, and you have to give yourself like you're fully committed to your spouse and then you have to give everything again for that child mm-hmm. um, and you really it forces you which is great I'm always down for something that's gonna like force me to do the right thing without right. Really making choices but it forces you to um, just put sort of petty selfish things aside and focus on it like something I've um, I'm always surprised when um, like I'm watching Jack and like I have to change his diaper and I'm like with anything else like if I'm cleaning like a pot or something like I'll just get it kind of clean but what I'm doing with Jack is like no I have to do the job all the way through like it's I true. can't I have to give him the whole bottle I don't you know he drank half and he's trying to crawl over my shoulder but I have to sit there and make sure he okay. does it and like I'm like constantly surprised by myself like wow I stuck through that and did it all because <laughs> if I don't feed him he's not gonna well, good be job. around for much longer that's true but it, yeah, it's yeah. just it just makes the stakes so much higher, and it's it's a good thing. And I'm not trying to m- diminish it or anything. Um, no, it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I anything to like enter into something that's gonna make me better. I want to say like I'll do that, but it's always hard. Like it we is hard. took six months to do it, and we knew mm-hmm. that we were gonna do it, and just resisted forever. Mm-hmm. But now that we're in it, we're like man, what were we thinking? Like, we were missing out on so much. Yeah. That's, the, that's the really hard part is, like, just, there's so much more. And it's so hard to see so many women being, like, tricked into thinking that this isn't authentic. This, there's just this lie out there that, yeah. like, this is what feminine life should be, mm-hmm. which it's not. Like, there's just so many, so much better out there for you. Yeah. And there's so much that God has to show you. And it's, and it's beautiful and it's great. Mm-hmm. And I really love it. <laughs> I love talking about this, but I don't know if you could tell, I'm not very good at yeah. talking about <laughs> it. So now we're going to talk about prostate health so that all the men can be 
so awkward. I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, any, anything else? Um, I do want to say that, so, through this podcast, we, it's just funny that we, like, learn a lot about ourselves, and I have always known how terrible I am at telling stories, because I'm, I'm either, you get, like, a tiny little snippet of a summary of it, or you get the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's no in-between. All of my, like, uh, outlines for papers were just the full paper. <laughs> I'm not good at, like, cutting out details. So that's why a little bit in this podcast, I went a little bit too into detail. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all of that stuff is true. But yeah. I do want to apologize for it my storytelling. Um, I apologize for my singing. I didn't came out before <laughs> I even realized it. But I really hope that um, our story and the mistakes that we made and what we have learned from them can help everyone to like uh, learn from our mistakes without having mm-hmm. to make them. Um, and we hope that God can reveal things through our stories to you guys. Mm-hmm. And if you're, like I said, like if you're on the fence about this, or you're like, oh, I never really thought about that, do do some research. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pope Paul VI's encyclical, Humana Vitae, is like a very um, good place to start if you kind of have nowhere to look. Mm-hmm. And that might, I don't, it's hard for me to gauge if that's like hard read or not. It is I, a hard read. It is a hard read. Um, yeah. Like, Humana Vitae and Theology of the Body, those are all, like, great... Like, love and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Those are all really great resources, but if you don't have a ton of time on your hand or mm-hmm. hands, or if you, um, that's pretty dense, mm-hmm. look up, like, blog posts on it or something. There's a lot of really rich uh, resources mm-hmm. out there that I, you can... I think Christopher West has, like, an intro mm-hmm. to Theology of the Body that's supposed to be kind mm-hmm. of a good uh, foray into it. The Theology of the Body Institute which is actually based around here, and we have some friends who work for them. It's a wonderful uh, organization who's, who's like, helping to spread. Uh, it's all it's Pope John Paul II's, uh, like, series of talks mm-hmm. on the theology of the body is what they've called it. Um, and it's just a beautiful understanding of all that we've talked about here and just everything. Like, it's just a, mm-hmm. it's a whole understanding of life. You know. And it's looking at the whole human person and what right. that means. What that means and mm-hmm. how God is revealed in the human person. Um, and I went actually went to, a, I've mentioned a couple of talks that I went to and that I've quoted and stuff. They were all by the Theology of the Body Institute, and they were amazing and um, really exciting. I would come home with notes, and I would just, like, talk a mile a minute telling Daniel everything that I just learned because it was so awesome. But, um yeah, so I look them up, and there are just a lot of really good resources out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have any questions about our story, or if we were unclear about anything, um, please email us because we would love. Like, I love talking about this. I'm serious. I really do. <laughs> I mean, and I always not, she's not joking. I always wish that people would ask me, but I mean, it's, it's kind of awkward to, have to talk to yeah. people about. So I, I get it, but like, don't. Don't hesitate. Yeah, I'm open about and this. And if you're, yeah, if you are just curious about it, you're not, you know, you don't know anyone who practices natural family planning, like, yeah, give Holly an email. Mm-hmm. Send me an email, I'll forward it to Holly. <laughs> no, okay. I, so the best thing about the crate model and FP is the husband's, it's, it's, it's both of us. It's it not is. just Holly. No. And the other day I surprised her with like a bit of 
and it, like fertility oh, you trivia. Did. I know. I and she's surprised. like, oh, I didn't know that. I, I forgot like, about that's right, that. I read the Spiral Bound notebook. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, but no, it is. It's a because our fertility does not just affect me; it mm-hmm. affects you, and so it is a. Uh, Group thing. <laughs> it's a group that everyone. No, not it's at a all. Communal, um, it shared responsibility. Shared responsibility. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, I wish uh, my brain worked better. It's okay. But um, yeah, I do love talking about this. So please email us. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you want it to be private, in the subject line, just say like Holly only or something. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and yeah. I think that's all we have to say. About I think it. that's all. Oh I think gosh. that's we, we're gonna have dessert somewhere else. <laughs> Sorry, one, we'll end with the embarrassing Holly story. I took her out to Valentine's Day dinner, um, which, by the way, I thought I was gonna get proposed at. Oh yeah, did it because I told Holly I was like, wear something nice. We're gonna go. She was visiting me at Atlanta. Um, he she, told me to buy a new dress. I, I wanted a romantic evening. Anyway, she thought I was gonna propose to her the Whatever. whole night, so she was like mopey all day. <laughs> When I didn't do it. But we were at dinner. We are at this nice Italian place. Um, and we had passed a cupcake place on the way in. So we were at dinner. It was great. We tried three different kinds of olive oil. I didn't even know they had different kinds. Um, and, and our waiter was great. He was very informative and was um, friendly. And then he came by after dinner. And he was like, oh, can I interest you in any desserts? And Holly looks at him and goes, um, we're going to eat dessert someplace else. <laughs> You know, I just be straight with the man. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, all right. That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Um, but again, send us any feedback. Uh, emails at halfway saints podcast at gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter halfway underscore saints. Um, we're like on, us Facebook. on Facebook. Like us on there. Um, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we'll. Be back next week. Uh, We're praying for you. We are praying for you. And thank you for listening. Pray for us. Pray for us. Please do. Oh, (laughs) I forgot to ask them to pray for us while we were recording. Oh, well. Well, it shows. (laughs) (laughs) No one was praying. That's what we come up with. Just kidding. Um, Um, But we love you and thank you for listening and tell all your friends. And um, hope you have a great week. I'm going to stop recording now, Holly. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, everyone.